0: what's going on everybody welcome back to not another isekai i'm tyler and talking about seasonal anime we're getting close to the end um actually is one show we're ending today and uh, the rest are pretty much ending next week i would say yeah i think pretty much every show <laughs> is ending next week except for obviously villain saga um and uh I think like Buddy Daddies because Buddy Daddies we had to skip a week because there's a recap. Um, but yeah, pretty much every every show. So we're we're getting there. Excited for the end of the season. Excited for the new season. Um, I will do a uh, a little Spring 2023 preview next week most likely. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Next week is really the the hot spot for that. And uh, yeah, yeah. Let's get into it. So we got Meyer Academia season six episode twenty four, um, yeah. This one, not a whole lot like physically happened in this show in this episode, but there was like a big like emotional and like perspective shift in this episode, and I feel like it it helps set up, I guess, the finale, but also like I'm, I'm sure the next season, right? So uh there's a couple things in the beginning uh we found out that ua can move Uh, i don't really understand (laughs) quite the science behind it but you know it's it's an anime whatever they can like shift and rotate and all that stuff so i guess that'll maybe come into play at some point because it'd be weird if they just mention it you know because there are times when you watch any show not just anime where you have you you know this happens for me at least where you start to think of the the meta of the show and like okay why would the writers put that in there? And it's like well they put it in there because they want you to know that it exists for a future time when it happens and you're not just like whoa what's happened in there? You're like oh yeah they did mention that last season or whatever. Um so that was cool. Um but then mostly the 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 central point to the majority of the episode is them trying to accept Medoria right because the whole thing from last episode at the very end we saw they don't want Midoriya because he's the one that all for one is after so why would you bring him here if all for one is after him we're all gonna die <laughs> you know but there's a great chain of events that happen here where yes they all they'll hate him they're like take him out of here you know throw him out whatever we're, we we came here because you promised it was safe and now now you're bringing them here the most unsafe the 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 all for one magnet <laughs> is now going to be sleeping in you know across the street from us nah nah we can't we can't have that and so their perspective is um they think that the heroes are trying to shift the burden onto them and be like oh well you failed so you know you don't really know what else to do so now you're trying to have us solve your problems right because the heroes failed right like they essentially they they failed they weren't able to take out shigaraki uh you know all for one and every other major villain has broken out of prison um you know all, all of the whole japan is in disarray it's like you failed so now they feel like okay they want us to now like win <laughs> you know it's like well we're not the heroes what are we doing and so they just feel very strongly about that i i totally get what they're saying but i also feel like they're being irrational or it's like well no that's not what they're doing i mean they're not asking everyone here to suit up and go go throw your bodies at all the villains like that's that's not what they're doing but i get why they feel upset because again what's funny about this is That is some of the villains' uh, plights, where they're like, well, people have become too dependent on heroes, you know? And from right here, you can kind of see that that's true, Um, because when when the heroes fail, they're like, well, you were supposed to do it, what are we supposed to do now? You're going to throw this on us?" And it's like, that is one reason why, a few episodes ago, we saw the people that... um, were like vigilantes right and they were kind of just taking it into their own hands like they don't really have powers or if they do they're not really like you know you know like hero quality and so they were getting like the the augmentations and all that stuff and they're trying to do it on their own and like you know you can you can badmouth those guys would be like well i mean they're you know they're at least trying right i mean they really should be putting themselves in danger especially if it's getting in the ways of the the heroes that are really doing work but you then mirror that with the people here staying at UA's so who have nothing and they're truly just like, well, what do we supposed? And, and, and now because of all those emotions and like their world literally be, tur- you know, turning, uh, uh, you know, on its head, they're all upset and now, you know, that's, you know, it's turning into anger, you know, the whole like mob mentality, right? It's all, it's all fusing together into this just like rotten bomb, you know, but, We have Uraraka tells them to look at Midoriya. And I love that moment because it is just like, look at him. You know, everyone here is going off of what they've heard, going off their own assumptions, their own feelings, their own preconceived notions. Why don't you look at Midoriya and see what he's been through? You know, like he is ragged. He, You know, and then there's also the whole explanation from uh, Best Genist, who's just like, we need, like, we need, like, Medora is a key figure, he is going to help us win, you want us to win, right, well, then he needs to be, he needs to have a safe place to sleep, uh, recover, eat, you know, us to lay a strategy or something, like, you just want him out there, well, then he's gonna lose, he's gonna die, and then if he dies, there is a, our, our chances of winning plummet, they're not zero, but they plummet, <laughs> you know, and so, sort of having that like guilt aspect of it I think played a role but then also again with Uraraka um you know her whole speech with like look at Midoriya look at what he's been through and then her being like I don't I don't want you guys to go out there you know I don't want you guys to look like him that's not that's not the point you know it's not like oh we all have to play our part we're all going to we're all equals here no 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 but sometimes the heroes need you you know, again, we don't need you to go out there trying to trying to punch villains with your fists. <laughs> that is not the type of help that we need, but we do need your help. We do need your support. If you just throw him out, um, you know, on his face, and then you also just distrust us all the way, it's like, well, now, now the whole system's broken, and now no one is going to help anyone because no one can really do anything. You know, she has that great flashback moment to her as a kid, and, like, she was more so looking at the people who are cheering for the heroes on the sidelines rather than looking at the heroes. And I thought that was really powerful because it's like, well yeah, the heroes are awesome, but uh what did she say? Who who like helps out the heroes when when the heroes are in danger or when the heroes are down or whatever? It's it's the regular people. You know, we have you know, we have this small, very, very small short moment with eel boy or eel guy or whatever, and he's like, Oh, he's all ragged, he's like, you know, he's got you know, the, the like, stress marks all over him and whatever, and he's like, oh, he's tired, you know, kind of kind of walking, you know, and then everyone starts cheering for him, and then he's like, yeah, he, like, puts up his fists, and he's like, yeah, we did it, you know, so, like, even that little bit, like, that on a much larger scale is what we're, is what Uraq is trying to ask of these people, They're like, hey, you don't have to, we're not asking you to go on the front lines, we're not asking you to, to, to leave these walls, you know, all we're asking is that you, you be considerate and you realize that this is not a good situation but it is the best situation for us to win and like make it so you don't have to be here anymore we can go on our lives and everything will be great um so again her again i didn't write down her speech word for word but everything she said was great because it had it had enough like groundedness to it where she wasn't just like oh well we're heroes and we're gonna win like no she was like we're scared like we like we're, we're we're unsure just like you are you know she has a thing where she's like um just because someone has special powers doesn't mean that they're a special person, you know, and just kind of like reflecting the off Midoriya where it's like, yeah, he has special powers, but it doesn't mean that he's just like this guy like, no, he's a regular person just like us. Like he also needs help. He also needs support. You know, he's not just this like mystical being that's just going to take care of everyone's problems. Like no, sometimes you know, we, we're neighbors, you know what I mean? Like, I, like we all live here, <laughs> you know, um, so it's, it's great. You know, you know, she does a really good job. Um, and then they do finally accept Midoriya, You know, it's, a, it's a, you know, another great sequence where the heroes have to stand on the sidelines for this because they can't—they can't be the ones to accept him. They have to, you know, just the regular civilians have to be the ones to accept him for it to work. Um, and I love that, right? Because they—they—they they, you know, they do, you know, they do start to understand. Because it's like, well, we can't throw him somewhere else because the same thing's going to happen there too. You know, it's like, so it's cool. Um, so yeah, that was, you know, it was really like the meat of the episode is just sort of flipping that switch, you know, getting people to be more understanding, um, you know, letting Midoriya be here and, and no one giving up on Midoriya, you know? Um, so yeah, that's a really big setup for hopefully next episode. Again, there's only one episode left. You know, the more episodes that we go by, the more I realize that we're not, I, I don't think we're going to have this like big, huge, um, end of the season battle with everyone. You know, I feel like it is going to be more set up for next season, I mean, I, I do feel like this season has done enough, you know, um, this season kind of got me a little bit back into My Hero, so I don't really need some big fight next episode. Um, you know, I think just kind of laying out a bunch of pieces to all connect next season will be will be enough. Um, we do have a little thing at the end, though, if some dude on the rooftop watching them, I don't really know who that is, but, you know, they put it in there for a reason. Right. So <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they're going to be somebody. You know, again, maybe we'll see him a little bit next episode. Maybe it's more set up for next season. Um, but, so yeah, that was cool. That was cool stuff. Next, we got Blue Lock, episode 23. Um, this one was, honestly, you guys, you know, you guys have been following along, right? With uh, with Blue Lock and all my opinions on it. Um, you'll know that the thing that happened this episode is the thing I did not want to happen. <laughs> It does not mean I didn't like the episode, but I don't know, I, you know, I don't know, I, I, I just feel like it was too easy, you know, and, and then for them to go really quick at the end and be like, oh yeah, and there's a five five, and it's gonna be against pros, and I'm like, okay, okay, Um, I don't know, I, I don't know, I just feel like it was like a one-two punch of like, The thing that I didn't want to happen happened to advance the story and then there's also is a five on five where I guess it's going to be concluded next episode um I don't really know what the message is going to be there but I'm I'm sure we can guess so first the match ended right with the ball ricocheting it going to Rin Rin scores and right there I was shocked I was like he they lose Isugi's team loses? How does that even work? So first off, I was like, man, I don't know what's gonna happen now. But the terrible part is, as it was happening, I was like, oh no, they're gonna do it. They're gonna have Rin choose Isugi because is the main character. Like, there's no way he's gonna lose, not get picked, and then what we're gonna follow Isugi next season? You know, the first few episodes or like whatever, the first however many episodes next season with him going back to the three on three, then the four on four, then the fight like. That'd be crazy. That'd be insane. And then Rin picks Izuki, and I'm just like, because like, my whole reasoning for not wanting this is because I, I don't know. Like, it's it's so weird for, you know. Again, there's there's the shonen anime, the sports anime, whatever you want to call them, right? Um, you know, where where the main character wins through the power of friendship, right? And so you know, he works hard. May not be the most most talented, most skilled, but they work hard. They get better. You know, do, you know, do 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 do, and then they, you know, they they win, right? They may have a ton of losses, but but at the end of the day, they they win, right? They they overcome the obstacles, and with this one, it felt like Isigi was going through that 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 typical route, and then I was like, he can't lose though. Like if he loses and gets picked by Rin, that just seems like, like again, like he's gotten good enough for. Them to get to the four on four and for rin who was supposedly the best player in all of blue lock to pick him to want to pick him over anyone else right so like that's that's something you know it's, not, it's definitely nothing to scoff at but it's still like, like again like his own talent and skill and you know uh brains <coughs> got him to that point and to the point where again rin would pick him over Baru or Chigari or you know Nagi, but like he's still advanced by losing. And you know, I, I don't know. I just that doesn't sit right with me. I mean again, I know why they did it it's because all oh, now they're talking about luck. And now we're going to the five on five to see how that shakes out. So, but I don't know. I did I want to see how next match how, how this five on five plays out and how the season ends, for me to really have <coughs> like a real opinion on what happened there because again like you know i don't believe in when sports anime happen. i don't believe in the main character main character just winning every match i feel like that gets kind of boring um you know like my my favorite sports anime of all time iq which is the volleyball one um they don't win all the time they most certainly do not win every match but but that's what kind of grounds it a little bit and that's what makes their wins feel even better right even um kuroko's basketball my my second favorite sports anime of all time they don't win i feel like they win probably more so than the characters in Haikyuu win but even so like they still have losing and they still have like getting better and learning and all that good stuff so that's why it kind of throws me off with this one where it's like oh he loses oh but he still gets to go it's like oh okay cool i guess um Nagi, guri and baro say they'll have the revenge which is very nice it's a nice competitive thing it's like you know i i love it too because as soon as uh you know as soon as Izugi started to be like oh the oh i'm sorry guy you know that last goal that was a luck blah, blah blah as soon as he started talking i was like shut up <laughs> they don't want to hear that you know every time we have a have a match end there's always that one character on the winning team that start that tries to like console someone on the losing team and it's just like they don't want to hear that we don't want your pity we don't want your oh you were close though I don't want to hear that. Um, and we have the whole like luck thing, which I think is, I guess, going to play more of a factor into the five on five, maybe. Um, where it's like, oh, you know, you know, Egos is this thing where the goddess of fortune only smiles on those who can sniff her out. So it's like, yes, luck is very much a thing and it is coincidental. But there are ways that you can not really manifest your own luck. But put yourself in a position to understand that what is going to happen, no one can really predict. So just put yourself in a position where you can be on the receiving end of that luck. And that's kind of, they explain it through Rin, right? Where, um, you know, Rin didn't know what was going to happen, but he put himself in the best position possible. So if the ball were to ricochet back into the field, he would be able to take it and make a decision, you know, shoot, pass, whatever. Um. And then I do love what, you know, what Rin says where he's like, just because this guy says it doesn't mean it's true. Like, it was a coincidence. It fell on my lap. I scored. Like, that's, that's all that happened. I, I beat you because of luck. And I love him admitting that because I feel like another type of character in another type of show maybe would have been like, oh, it wasn't luck. I, I did this and I knew and blah, blah, blah. But no, he was like, it hurts because I, I beat you. Because, the only reason I beat you was, was because of luck. And, and that's my punishment. Is, is realizing that and so that's cool you know again you know i i, I hope they humanized rin's character a little bit i feel like they've done so with a lot of the characters i mean baru comes to mind where it's like baru was just this like meathead who didn't care about nothing and he was going to play soccer his way and he was going to pass ever and you know he's kind of closed-minded and then Isiki finally broke him down you know to a point where it's like oh no baru's like a real person you know he still has his play style that you kind of have to play too but He's still, you know, he's, he's still a person who has feelings and, you know, uh, ambitions and all that stuff. So I hope they do that with Rin as well. Um, and then uh, then they start the match. Uh, there's some some trash talking going on. I love Rin. He says, um, your, your, ja- <clears throat> your Japanese sightseeing trip is going to turn traumatic. <laughs> I'm like, oof. That's some big, big words. Um, and then they start the match and Bakura and Rin score they score the first goal one two zero um again i feel like first off i I think this match is gonna be really fun um but it's only gonna be one episode i mean i don't think they're gonna like end the episode and also the season (laughs) with this match not concluded that would be crazy um so the whole match is gonna take a place over one episode so probably not a whole lot of flashbacks to other stuff probably just straight up ball (laughs) um but also probably not going to be that close either. Like I imagine, I really feel like if I were to make some predictions, <clears throat> that uh, the All Star team is going to win. Like, is again that you know this kind of goes to just the the meta of sports anime. It's like if they get here and they just beat this team, that the. the, the, the it's going to feel so hollow because we're like okay well we didn't really know these characters anyway so i guess beating them is like okay how how good are they like i know they're some of the best but they're i mean they just lost to the blue lock people and the blue Lock people have been through a lot but these guys are like pro players <laughs> you know so like clearly pro players have to win um i'm just interested to see like what is learned from this like what the point is because if, if we just see a match and the pro players beat our blue lock players it's like Okay, I mean, that was fun, I guess. But what's the point? Like, is the only point of this just to show like, hey, you guys are the first team to beat the selection, second selection, but you still are nowhere near the level that you have to be at or something, you know? Um, And also, this is the third selection. So it's like, what is how do you win? Like, do you have to beat the team? So like, are they just gonna keep playing these guys over and over and over and over until they win? That seems repetitive. That 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 is repetitive. But also just from a storytelling perspective, it's like, how do they make that interesting? You know? Um, so it's cool. Um, I'm excited for next episode to see how they lose. Um, you know, you know. I definitely feel like there is some major, major, major skill on the, on the pro level team, and uh, I'm sort of getting the vibes. You remember when? isegi first face rin and it was like oh maybe we can win because they they scored first 1-0 it was like oh maybe you know hey we've been through a lot we're we're a good team we're we're strong and then rin's team just just washed them it's like oh they were just trying to like gauge your skill level and they realized that they are much much higher (laughs) much higher on the totem pole than we are so like that's that's kind of what's happening here. We're, we're you know even you know even when they scored they were like oh okay they're not they're not as bad as we thought they were gonna be but you know they're not like shocked they're not like oh no we're in trouble <laughs> they're more so just like oh okay cool you know golf clap right so um, it's gonna be fun so I'm excited for the next one next we got Angel Next Door spoils me rotten episode eleven um, we're getting closer guys I don't know again with with a lot of these. I'm not really sure if there's 12 episodes or 13 episodes. Um, it's it's one or the other for some of these and then other of these. So I don't really know if next episode is the final one. Um, but we are getting closer to that moment where it's like I can so very much see them confessing at the end of the season. I very much see that as a possibility. because um, There's just a lot of, again, they're just getting closer and closer. I feel like Mahiru in particular is getting more and more bold and like more and more like obvious with her feelings and like trying to like straight up like Amine you idiot <laughs> do you not understand what's happening? <laughs> um so some highlights of the episode I got uh Myru fell asleep so Amine brought her home and which was you know nice but really the the best part of that is that she asked him to sleep next to her like, oh, you know, I want to wanted sleep in the bed with me. And she doesn't remember saying that. I remember asking that. And so, again, very bold. Not in her right state of mind. But that just goes to show how more and more comfortable that she is with him. And also not, not only comfortability, you know, because I feel like that is a, a big excuse that she uses. Where it is like, no, it's not just comfortability. It is like you you are liking him a lot more and more as, as the days go on. So then you would you would want to ask him something like that not just like you can but you want to um and then we have a nice little tease moment where Mahiru showed Amane her bare legs um for a, like summer outfit uh, you know instead of the the usual tights that they wear um for their like school outfit or whatever uniform that's the word I'm looking for um which is not again like we're getting more and more like aggressive with, with that kind of thing and just like more so trying to gauge his reaction you know i feel like that's that's a big part of what of what mahiru like her strategy but trying to like get him to understand not only her feelings for him but his own feelings for her is that she does a lot of things just to see his reaction and like no matter what really he says it more so is how he says it and his whole energy right so like you know even with this it's like oh well you know are you, are you thinking naughty thoughts or something <laughs> and he was like no you know but like the way he was saying it and, and like the way it ended it was like oh you know i'm i'm happy that i was able to show you before anyone else you know um so that you know that kind of back and forth and that like gauge of like what's what's your reaction to this <laughs> you know um so and then um we had the moment where some girls were talking about my hero at school very negatively Um, and, you know, I love Mahiru's sort of attitude towards it, where she's just like, I don't care. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't really want people talking bad about me, but I'm I'm not gonna be universally liked, you know, if if I was, I'd be kind of (laughs) scary, you know, and like, it it makes sense, you know, it makes sense, right? So, it you know, it was very nice for Amane to be concerned, because that just goes to show how much he cares about her, but also, like, I don't know, like every person could have people who don't like them you know it's like it's not it's not strange it's not weird it's not you know just make you a bad person right it's like yeah everyone's entitled to their opinion everyone comes off uh, as, as something different to everyone else so it's fine um and then kind of along with that thread uh you know we get to her wanting to maybe uh you know start to be more of herself more of who she really is and 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 less so of her angel persona right um i mean again she's not like super different and you know that's kind of something that that, that amine tries to um or tries to explain where it's like you're not really like a different person but you do maybe hold back when you're the angel versus when you're just Mahiru. so along with that uh they talk about karawaki and kind of how that could affect uh you know people's opinions of her right because you know you know Katawaki's is like the most popular guy in class and she's a popular girl so they might feel like she, you know she might try to steal him right um uh, you know you know so that's kind of a you know a a thing too you know especially with like her being seen with another guy but then her not like fully committing to it being his her boyfriend you know and so not only is it tough for the other girls to be on like 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 their high horse you know being like oh she's like she's kind of throwing it in her face but then also there's still the, the the possibility of well if she's not with someone then she could try to get wakata and we hate that so a lot of a lot of you know eggshells that she kind of has to walk over <laughs> unfortunately um and then this episode just kind of ends very sweetly where they in their own ways they call each other cute um very, very bluntly, and, again, it's just that thing where it's, like, they're getting so close, they're getting so close to one where it's, like, you guys just have to confess to each other already, it is sickening how much you guys say that you like each other, but don't, like, act on it, it's terrible, <laughs> you know, so, again, one more episode, maybe two more episodes, I feel like even just one more episode is more than enough time for me to be, like, something's gonna happen, something has to happen, you gotta do it, <laughs> so, good episode again. It's just are getting closer and closer and closer and I love it. Next we have the ice guy and his cool female colleague episode 11. Um very similar similar uh trajectory here. Where I feel like they are getting closer and closer. Um you know, we do have uh you know, him going over to her house, which is something that I was I was waiting for. I was waiting for that that moment where it's like, "Okay, you know, you know, because whenever someone gets invited over someone's house in anime, it's like, "Ooh, it's like it's like a big deal right with like romantic stuff um even if nothing happens it's still like oh she invited me over to her house or vice versa right um so yeah so let's see we got uh we got the whole cat saga right that's, that's pretty much what the whole episode is 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 uh, derived from where you know himaru finally gets to see that cat uh he uh you know he has fuzuki there to be like hey i'll help you with the cat i'm a cat person um, they 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 get the cat. We have a nice moment where he is so impressed with Fiyutsuki where he's like, you know, she's like the cat whisper. it's like, how I spent a month <laughs> trying to get this cat, and you you get it within thirty seconds. What is what is this? Um. And then, uh really, the the big payoff to that moment is Fiyutsuki telling the cat that 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 Hebrew is a very good guy, a very good person, and so that's. That, that is worth it for all of Himuru's troubles. It's like, oh, she she thinks I'm a good person. <laughs> you know, um, turns out that, you know, the cat was owned by someone and they give it back and everything. But um, really, I don't think Himaru or Futsuki would, like, they don't regret going out to save the cat. Be like, oh, I was owned by someone anyway. It's like, well, no, they still had that nice moment where they were together. And, you know, I mean, you know, especially Himuro, where he's like, oh, I got I gotta win. I got a W off of this. So, that was nice. Um, and then, they definitely don't regret it because that goes into Futsuki thinking like, oh man, you know, Himuro's kind of sad, right? Because he thought he's going to eat this cat, and now we have to return the cat because the cat's already owned by someone. I have a cat. He knows I have a cat. I know he knows I have a cat. He can come over to my place, see the cat, right? Some cool cat stuff. So, that's kind of how they get into the whole uh, coming over to Futsuki's place, and, um, it's all very nice, it's all very nice, you know, again, it's, it's, it's funny that I feel like Futuki is more so focusing on, like, the cat aspect of it, where I, where I don't think Himuro was that sad about it, um, you know, now he's just happy that he gets to, like, stay at her place, and be like, hey, you know, let's, let's, let's hang out, you know, not just at work, or not just with friends at, like, a party or something, so, um, and, uh, we have the whole diamond dust thing, where it's, like, just pure bliss, <laughs> Whenever someone feels pure bliss, and it's really just because he's at her house. He's like so happy Um, So that was cool Um, And then uh, yeah, they're kind of playing with the cat a little bit Um, They 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 bump hands which was like a huge moment Um, Again it's, it's anime so everything's like you know exaggerated but it, it's still a big moment because they kind of bump hands and then you know he gets you know him gets like super defensive he's like oh no i'm sorry I didn't, I didn't mean to blah blah and then in the future he's like well i mean you know i wasn't you know it wasn't like i was was actively avoiding it right and they kind of just have this like standoff where like both of them are, are in their feelings and they're like i don't i don't know what to say next i don't know what to do next but it's even small stuff like that where it's like, oh, you know, like holding hands, like like physical contact is obviously, you know, a, a a a component of romance, right? So that that little thing right there, and like how they feel because of it, just just a little just a little brushing of of knuckles, you know, is like, oof, what is this I'm feeling? <laughs> right? So again, they're getting closer and closer. Um, then we have like a little ending thing here where the The sisters here, apparently the sister, stops by ever so often to visit Futsuki. So that was kind of an awkward moment. Um, uh, we have a we have a we have a moment where Himuro is kind of down in the dumps for blizzarding on accident, and so he doesn't hear uh, Futsuki talk to the cat and say that oh, Niamuro likes the blizzards just like his owner, and the, the sister hears it. Himuro does not, and that's a big moment because it's like oh she likes the blizzards (laughs) she likes the snow stuff you know you know know, she's not like turned off by it she's not like oh that's weird or oh i don't like it or oh it's so inconvenient she's just like oh it's so it's nice so um and then really just my other note here is i just love komari because she's just always on the sidelines and she just with her whole heart loves this relationship love loves to see this relationship blossom she's just like so happy for Himuro and Futsuki for like getting closer and closer to each other and like she just really wants I mean because again you know it's even kind of teed up at the beginning of the episode where she thought she heard um that Himuro and Futsuki are gonna be living together doesn't happen right it's not it's not true she she misunderstood but it's still just like her her just happiness for them you know she's never really like jealous of them she's not really like again like she says it's not like a love triangle where she also likes Himuro like no it's just her character, she's just purely happy to see them win. You know? It's, it's it's so it's so good, you know. So again, another show where I feel like they're just getting closer and closer and closer, you know, the whole like um them doing stuff to be considerate for each other. fuzuki inviting humor over to her place, them having the physical contact moment. Um, you know, you know, even like Futsuki getting, you know, a little more. Uh, bold with what she says you know the whole like uh, you know i i like his his snow too like again we're, we're just kind of we're we're getting closer and we're we're ramping up and i don't know if there's one episode left or two episodes left but i could i could see it you know maybe this one i feel like again because they're adults so like the setting is different you know usually anime is when they're in high school you know something like that so where you know it's more you know they're more like kids right so like approach to love is different but you know, I feel like this one might not, The season might not end with a confession, but I could at least see it ending with some sort of, like, approach to one where it's like, oh, no, let's go on, like, a real date, you know, not like, the, let's confess our love to each other, but let's, like, go somewhere knowing this is a date and, like, knowing what what this is, but not coming out and saying it because we don't really have to come out and say it. I could see that being more of like you know more of the the angle rather than again more of a typical romance you know high school show where one of them has to have this big old confession and then we have to see what the person's answer is and all that stuff like don't be like again they don't really need to take that approach and I feel like it is because it's more mature more like they're adults with a job you know they're, their their whole mindset's just different right than you know when when you're a kid in school and you have like and you have a crush you know um, so yeah good stuff next we got the magical revolution of the reincarnated princess and the genius young lady episode 11 um this one's cool this one's definitely cool um we're seeing more and more of the deterioration of anis and everyone trying to help and her not wanting their help and it ends in an interesting spot i don't really know what it means so um you know i really want to hear your guys's opinions on this and like because it's crazy it's crazy okay so my first note is that Anna's threw up in the bathroom um yeah she is i think there's a lot of emotions coming with it right like i you know i feel like she's nervous right she's never really had to do anything like this before you know i feel like she wants to live up to it she wants to part of her wants to be queen right she wants to help out her people um she wants to prove to herself that i mean she is queen like she deserves her claim to the throne like she can do this Um, I also think part of her really doesn't want to do it. She doesn't really want to be caught up in this whole, like, nobility thing. Like, she wants to pursue magicology. She wants to do magic. And so her doing this makes it so she has to give all that up. The the thing that up until this point has really made her happy. Um, She doesn't want her friends to get involved, you know, because she feels like this is her burden alone. And so she feels like if her friends get involved, she's, like, failing them. You know, she's burdening them. She doesn't want that. You know, she's very considerate you know i mean it's evidence to her giving up the throne so that her brother can be happy or you know seemingly be happy and you know they 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 can coexist right um so there's a lot of emotions happening and then i love it i love it when she throws up and then she looks in the mirror and she's like i'm fine (laughs) they're just like you are you are so not fine like anyone throwing up and anyone just throwing up period is not fine. You're not fine. Like either, it, you know, it is more like a physical thing where you ate something or whatever. Right. Or it is like an emotional thing. And you're like, you know, you're a wreck. Like it doesn't matter what angle you take this from. If you are, if, if you are currently throwing up, you are not fine. <laughs> you know? Um, so, yeah. And then we have the meeting with the spirit contractor, Lumi, who was apparently Annis' ancestor. Um, so that's a thing. <laughs> that's a that's a bomb drop there to see kind of um, you know some some lineage, um, some like magic stuff, right? Um, but the big moment here with everyone here is that Yuffie wants to forge a spirit contract, be adopted by the king, and inherit the claim to the throne. That is her plan, right? Because she can use magic, and so you know the the people might accept her more, right? Because you know they want people who can use magic. And also to take the burden off of Anis because she clearly sees how unhappy Anis is. So again, very thoughtful of her, but Anis doesn't want that. She hates it, right? She she, she you know, she's even mad at Yuffie. Um, and we find out that she's like, well, Anis has two things in life, or. Well, okay, that's not quite true. Two things to her that are important magic and her being a princess, right? And so she doesn't have magic, right? She wants to, st- you know, she's doing the whole magicology thing. And so her doing this rids her of that. But then if Yuffie's gonna take that from her, I mean, the, the whole thing here is that, like, Yuffie has magic and she wants to take her throne again take is sort of a strong word but you know she wants to <laughs> alleviate Annis the stra- of the stress of the throne you know and so Annis is just like you know she kind of breaks down she's like if if you take those both those things from me what do i have what what use am i what what worth do i have you're taking everything from me and again they both understand that Yuffie's not doing it maliciously. She's not like, haha, my time has come. <laughs> she's like, no, like she, she, she's doing it to be thoughtful of the person that she loves. Like she loves Anis. And so it's it's just a tough moment because, you know, they, you know, they do kind of go back and forth with it. You know, you know, I feel like they both completely understand the other person's side of the situation, but neither one of them are going to back down because Yuffie no matter how much Anis doesn't want her to do it, she's like, I, "I, can't let you do this. Like, you are clearly unhappy. Like, you are avoiding us all the time. You know, um, you're, you're acting so strange around all of us. Like, you're like, <laughs> like, it, it, you're, you're not yourself. You're, you're clearly unwell. And then on Anna's side, it's like, okay, I understand why you want to do that for me, but I, I, I need something, you know. Um, so." It's tough, you know. I would want them to just do this together. You know, honestly. And I don't think traditionally that happens like okay, so to you know to, to speak plainly, <laughs> I would like them to be together, to to you know to be wife and wife and be queens together. Again, I don't think that's really how the kingdom works, but I think that would be like best case scenario, right? Uh, but at the end, this is the little bit of confusing part, but Anis challenges Yuffie to a duel. You know, you know that's how we're going to decide this. And I don't know what the terms are. I guess maybe if Yuffie wins, then Anis will, you know, whoever wins gets to do what they want to do. And the other one can't stop them. I don't know if that's the best way <laughs> to solve everything. I mean, we did have a duel between Anis and Algard, and... You know i mean i guess they were able to hash things out so <laughs> we'll see i guess i mean i'm excited for it again i think at 12 13 episodes i'm not really sure but i'd like to see how this ends um you i just really want them to be together and be happy and everyone just do what they want to do you know um but again i don't know i mean if we're trying to predict the duel i mean obviously there's like the story element to it where it's like well you know, whatever the most beneficial outcome is for the story is what's going to happen. I'm sure, but if we take that away and we just look at their their skill and their power and their experience, like Yufi is a, a natural magic user, so I feel like that is her kind of advantage. But then also Annis has like the dragon thing, so like that's like pure power. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see who wins. But we'll see, right, um, good episode, I think a lot of emotions were flying in this episode, which I liked, and for them to kind of come clean to each other, I think it was very important, and for them to end it with this, like, dual aspect is, is, is interesting, so we'll, we'll, we'll see, uh, next we got Buddy Daddy's episode 10, um, this was a heartbreak of an episode, a pure heartbreak, um, I mean, we know what happened, right? The mom came back, wants wants her daughter, and they gave him they 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 gave her, they gave her what she wanted. They they sent Mary back. There are three episodes left, I believe, with this one. I, I I'm I'm pretty sure I saw thirteen for this one. So I mean, even so, even if it was twelve, we still have a hefty two to three episodes left in this. Um, uh, it's so tough, man. So Mary's mom came back. She got fired. Her, her man left her and she has cancer so what a what a what a trifecta of just pure bliss <laughs> you know just pure happiness on her part um, so the whole thing here is that she wants her back she knows that she doesn't really have that much left to live most likely and so she wants to do right not on, not by herself but also uh, by her daughter and, and it's really tough to deny because, with all of this, right, this whole situation, you can say what you want about her as a mother, and she's been pretty bad, <laughs> you know, to 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 say the least. But that is still her daughter, like, like in in the in the most the purest aspect, <laughs> Miri is her daughter. Like, if she wanted to, if she really, 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 really wanted to, you know, if if Koski and Ray were like no it's like well that's my daughter like you you can't say no (laughs) you know like if i want to i can go to the police and be like hey these people have my daughter you know like you get like again you know it's not like two parties who are not the parents to the daughter fighting over her it's like okay well at that point you have no claim to this like miri is doing well under us you gave her up she's ours there's nothing you can do no that is her actual biological mother you cannot say no to her <laughs> like you have to give her her daughter back you know so um i i do like that aspect to it where you know kazuki and Ray didn't want to give her back because of everything the mother did up until this point and then also selfishly their own love for her but it didn't go the route of you're gonna have to fight us not not physically i mean obviously, you know, obviously the mom is not going to beat them both in a in fisticuffs (laughs) but like no we're not gonna give her back like i'm really glad they didn't do that because that would be too selfish on their end and i feel like that's kind of out of their character um to just like fight her on this and be like no we're we're way better parents than you were like i don't know i I just feel like it's so out of their character and so for them to be like we don't want this this is the last thing in the world we want but we, we can't say no to her, you know, like she she seems to be a different person. We still don't really trust her, I guess, but I mean her her sob story works, you know? So and uh, also we find out that Q told her about their line of work. She also he also apparently is the one who contacted her in the first place. So you know, there's some, you know, a little bit of negative energy there, but, um, apparently it's because the organization feels that Koski and Ray are sloppy. Um, and so that's kind of how this whole thing was sort of concocted. Um, again, to Koski and Ray, it was more like the mom wants her daughter back. And so the organization worked with her on that and was like, all right, we're, we're going to help her out because, you know, we feel like Koski and Ray are getting sloppy. And so we're going to help her give the daughter back. That way, Koski and Ray can go back to everything how it was. There are some theories to that that get a little deeper than just like, oh, well, it's just kind of coincidence, right? Every, you know, it, it is a coincidence that makes everyone happy, except for Koski and Ray. So, um, you know, but I'll get into that at the at the end. Um, so other than that, they just show her the best day ever, um, to try to have the, the best day possible to leave, uh, you know, both of their memories on. Um, uh, you know, there is this quick little idea here where Koski is like, what if we told me the truth? Would she still accept us? Would she still love us? And oh boy, is that a question? <laughs> Cause in my mind, no, because like I just don't see a scenario where I just don't see a scenario where you can tell a child, hey, we killed your dad (laughs) and her be like, I understand. (laughs) Like, I just don't see that happening. That doesn't make sense. You know, even as like an adult, if like, you know, because like adults can be more understanding, you know, they can be like, okay give me give me the context you know like like maybe the dad wasn't awful again i don't remember that was literally episode one so i don't really remember who the dad was and like if they were a terrible person you know whatever right But like you know even with that, like an adult could be like okay and then you know you kind of tell them well they were awful right they were they were like like child sex traffickers or something it's like okay Maybe you can come around. You still killed my dad, which isn't cool, <laughs> but like maybe, you know, some you know something could be worked out there, right? Um, but yeah, it's, it's an interesting dilemma. I mean, I don't you know I don't think they're ever going to tell her. I think that would be crazy. Um, you know, but it is interesting for for Koski to bring up, right? And then there is a sleepover with just Mary and the mom. You're going to just sleep over with you two. Mary's like, alright, see you tomorrow. It's like, ha, sure. And then, you know, he gives her the scarf as like a memento, but she he's just like, oh, you know, it's it's cold. Don't want to see you catch a cold. And it's just like, ugh, it's the saddest thing ever. So two things I want to address. One, the sadness, right? It's something I never thought would be possible. I never thought we'd see the episode where Mary's mom comes back and takes Mary away from them. That's awful. Cause now it's just like, man, what's gonna happen? Like like Kasaki and Rare are gonna be so depressed. You say, Oh, it's gonna make their work better. They're gonna not want to do anything. Like <laughs> like I'm sure and I'm sure, you know, time time heals all wounds, right? But like for the next like week at least, I you know you <laughs> know, I could see them just like not leaving their apartment, just being like, I don't wanna do anything. We're sad. You know, like <laughs> you know, you know, people were kinda of picking up that timeline. And it was uh it was Christmas, right? It was there they're about to get ready for the little, like Christmas showdown or whatever. And you remember when they picked Mary up, it was Christmas, right? Like he dressed up as Santa Claus and everything. So you see now that oh they've they've had Mary for like a year. So, you know, we've only been with them for, you know, ten episodes, but they've been together for a year. Like that that's a long time. It's, it's not like a month. Where it's like, oh we haven't you know, we've maybe grown a little attached but not really like up until that point like you're with this this child for a year like that's a long time that's that's long enough for you to be like okay we're gonna be with her for like she's our child now like until she's 18 or whatever she becomes an adult you know like she's our child now like like at that point they've been with her long enough for them to never think it's a possibility for the mom to come back and be like eh you know i want miri back we never thought that so very sad. I don't know what's going to happen with that. But that is where we get to the second part with, with, with the theory. And I love it because I didn't really think about it until someone else mentioned it. Where it's like, where, where, you know, people have a theory that the organization paid the mom to take Miri back. Now, again, it, it's not too different from just what happened where it's like, oh, yeah, the organization worked with the mom to help locate Koski and Ray to get her daughter back, right? That is an innocent enough um, you know, act, I guess, you know, on the mom's part. The theory, you know, the reason why it, you know, it's it's a theory and why it's a little devious is because it's basically like, yes, everything that happened is what happened, but they paid the mom to go and take the daughter back. Mom doesn't really care about Mary, never changed. In fact we can go as deep as to say nothing about the mom is different. The mom is still doing what she's doing. The mom. Well, I mean the mom very well could have been paid very handsomely enough to not be a singer in that little bar anymore. Enough to leave the man, but maybe doesn't care about Mary at all. Still, still, still doesn't care. Still is the bane of her existence. She doesn't care, but they paid her enough to care and be like, Hey, just take the daughter again. Again, what happens after that doesn't matter. You know, what if, you know, Miri, I mean, there's, there's not necessarily anything saying that she has to keep Miri. She can give Miri up. Go go somewhere let's go to a complete different part of Japan and then put her up for adoption. You know? She could be that heartless. Heartless enough to say, I have cancer. I don't have cancer, but I'm going to say it because that's it the sob story. So again, like, there, you, know, you know, there's those theories that's like, man this could be something because even if everything happened the way it happens as we see it with no ulterior motives no like crazy you know speculation it still sucks you know and and if that does happen if what we see plainly is the truth i don't know how this show goes on you know it's buddy daddies you know like if the truth as it has been delivered to us is the truth then mary's never gonna see them again you know it's like how, how does the show go so like th- you know that's why I I, I I look at the fan theory and i'm like that has to be true though because it's buddy daddies how does the show go on <laughs> if mary's never in the equation again doesn't make any sense so that being the truth is adds to it and it is crazy <laughs> faking cancer dude oh no <laughs> that's like one of the lowest things you can do you know fake cancer to get something that you want no but we'll see again there is at least two more episodes left maybe three if it's a 13 episode season which i believe it is so we'll see what happens man like that's our hearts were ripped out but i i trust by the end of the season our hearts will be ripped back in you know Uh, Next, we got Vinland Saga episode 10. Um, This was a good one. I enjoyed this one. Um, We have a lot of, you know, a lot more setup for the world outside of Thorfinn and Anar. You know, which I think is, you know, which I think they've done a really good job throughout the season so far of of, of peppering in. Because again, I think something big has to happen, right? Um, You know, especially with what we see from this episode where they're free now. We have a great moment where they cut down the last tree, they push it over together, it's awesome, you know. Um, and then we have this whole thing where it's like, okay, you know, by next uh crop season or whatever, like we'll have enough to earn. It's like, oh dude, the finish we can see it, we can see the finish line, right? And then they start talking about like what they want to do, you know, Anar's worried about Arnhide obviously, because, you know, he, he loves her, he does, but he knows that Arnhide doesn't have that type of deal, he knows that Arnhide is with Kettle, so it's like, ah, oh, it's kind of weird stuff there, uh, but all in all, they are kind of just thinking about what, what they're gonna do, and neither one of them really knows, they're like, I never really thought, of-. I mean, they have thought about it, but they don't really know, because even, you know, on Anar's side, it's like, well, I guess I could go back to my home, but there's no village there anymore, <laughs> family's dead, <laughs> I don't really know what I'd do, you know, that's tough. What, like, what What do you do, you know? I mean, even if you get paid out from your slave contract or whatever and you have extra money, it's like, what does a past slave do to get back into the real world, <laughs> you know? And then even with Thorfinn, where Thorfinn's like, yeah, I guess I could go back to Iceland. I mean, again, I'm, my memory's really shoddy when it comes to his family. It's like, is his family still alive? Does family still exist? So, like, if you like, if you were to go back to Iceland, like, would he go back to his mom? And I, I think he had siblings, and obviously, just like everyone else, right? Would he like go back to family and loved ones? Like, I don't, I, just, I just don't remember. <laughs> um, but yeah, and, and, and you know, and even him, he's like, I don't, I don't really know, you know. And then he has this great thing where he's like, Is it possible to rid the world of war and slavery? And that that kind of gets him thinking. That gets that gets Einar thinking, and it's like, I don't know, but I mean, if I mean, that is the loftiest of dreams, (laughs) the loftiest of goals. But maybe that's Thorfinn's goal. Maybe that's what he wants to do. Maybe he doesn't end up going back to Iceland, and he's like, he tries to find a way to I I I don't know. Again, becoming king. (laughs) You know, like is that like is that what it would take to make the the sweeping changes that he wants to make? Maybe. Um and then we have a great moment that you know kind of ends off the Thorfin Anar portion of the episode where uh Kendall comes in, he's like, Hey, good job, this is dope. Um, guess what? I'm gonna give you guys a discount. As soon as you sow all the seeds, all the crops, you're free. Which is like Whoa, which is like way sooner than like waiting for the next harvest. You know, it's way sooner. That's like imminent, (laughs) you know, and they're, they're speechless. They're just like, did he just say what I thought he said? He's, we had to have misheard him. (laughs) You know, again, we're not free tomorrow, but like, we're free. Like, like, like we're, we're, we're free, free. So, um, you know, he does say that, well, you know, you know, hold your horses a little bit. You, you do have to wait until I get back and he's going to a palace in gelling to visit King Harold. And so it's like, ah, it's not, you know, you're not free tomorrow, but you're, you know, you're definitely freer, you know, a lot freer sooner than, you know, than you you originally thought. So that's cool. Um, So, yeah, so good stuff there. That's where we kind of end it with them. Um, So right now, I don't really know how much more we're going to see of them, like, you know, much more story that's going to happen, like, soon, because I'm there and they're just kind of farming, right? Um, The more interesting stuff happens at the latter part of the episode where we have Canute he has a beard now, which I just wanted to note because I thought that was cool. And um, big moments here. Uh, Canute has a vision where Harold speaks of his doom from poisoning him and wanted to be king of both England and Denmark. So there's a lot to unpack there. Uh, we obviously know that Canute has gotten to where he is from poisonings and just like rising to power. We're like, oh, well, they're dead. <laughs> which is kind of, kind of underhanded, but I guess, you know, all's fair in love and war, right? Um and now he has these visions and we see them more and more where it's like, Oh yeah, he is definitely haunted by his decisions. Um with like the dead people speaking to him, right? Um And then also the stress of being both King of England and Denmark, it's like listen, you're the king of England, I'm the king of Denmark. You killed me? Sure, you killed me. Great, awesome. You're now have to be the king of two places. The weight is gonna be unbearable what you think is a gift is gonna be a curse and i can't wait to see it you know so again you can tell it gets to him because he does have these like panic attacks almost and again he's talking to dead people (laughs) um but you know he he feels like that is what he has to do to to unite you know he feels like he he has to unite everything under one banner and that is again we're talking about lofty goals like i mean he's doing it so far but it's it's crazy. <laughs> it is a crazy thing to want to accomplish. Um, and then uh, and then yeah, and then we see uh, and then we kinda cut the dots there where Kettle's gonna go see King Harold. King Harold is gonna die very soon. <laughs> um, and so yeah, I, I don't know, it's just it's just to see because obviously Thorfinn and Aenor are like the main story. But then we do th- we do these little pepperings of the outside world with Canute, with Harold, with, you know, all these other people that have crossed paths with Thorfinn. And so it's just, it's just fun to see, like, other stuff happening in the world that we know at some point are going to arrive at Thorfinn's doorstep. We know that's going to happen, especially with his whole energy of, like, being a warrior, killing a lot of people. And now he doesn't want to kill anyone. He's never going to kill anyone again. And now, on top of that, he wants to rid the world of war and slavery. It's like, what what is all that going to accumulate to? You know, like, all, all, all of these different points are going to mesh. They're going to meet at some point. It is going to happen. And I, I just can't wait to see it. Because, again, like I said, it, it just feels like we're brewing. We're just brewing to something. You know, you know, even with Thorfinn and Anar, like being done, it's like, but they're free now. What are they going to do? And I do like Kettle's offer where he's like hey, if you wanted to come and work for me on the farm, you know, I could I, I could use you two. You two are pretty good, pretty great. Um, but even with that, it's like, what are they going to do with their lives? They're free now. Where's that little bit of, of thread going to go? Oh, could it possibly meet the other threads of war and canoe? And, you know, the one dude who was like, a well, he's just a warrior and he fought Thorfinn before, like so many different things. So I'm excited to see it. Uh, next we got Don't Told Me Miss Nagatoro season 2. Um I did cover episode 11 and 12. Um normally I do only do one episode, but I realized that um I was actually behind technically. Um or like Yeah. Yeah, I mean I don't really know how to say. I was I was technically one episode behind every week. I didn't really realize that though because Um, what that had to have meant is that Nagatoro started like a week earlier before every other show because again 11 and 12 is the end of the season where every other show I'm covering (laughs) has at least one episode left so that's kind of like how that happened where it's like well I didn't think I was behind because I was covering episode one of Nagatoro just like I was covering episode one of so many other things Um, yeah so I figured since the finale dropped might as well just watch both episodes and so I did and so uh yeah, so we have really um it really is almost like a part one and part two. So it kind of works out where it is like this this date. And again, we are getting closer and closer and closer to them just being together. <laughs> um so we have uh let's see, let's see, let's see. So you know, basically it starts off with uh, you know, you know, senpai wanting to go someplace, Nagatoro uh just suggesting the wildest place is Mount Everest, Mariana's Trench space <laughs> you know um but eventually goes to her realizing kind of what's happening being like oh if i tease him too much he's not going to ask me somewhere he, you, know, you know he's going to think i'm being unreasonable and so senpai eventually says the aquarium we have a, we have a nice moment there where she he, you know he does run back to her and is like the aquarium what if we do aquarium and so um we we, we have a date right quote unquote date and again, that that moment I loved because he made a decision. You know, he finally made a decision as to what he wanted. He asked her, right? He I mean, kind of thought for himself and he's he's kind of going for it, you know, in his you know, in his own way. Um, and so the whole time we have the friends following them, both Nagatoro's friends and then the two art club members. And so it's just like this this weird cacophony of just like espionage. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) you know it's so weird but i get it so like the the two friends are trying to like protect senpai from nagatoro and then the two art club members are trying to protect their date and their romance from the friends so you know a weird little cat and mouse thing here um but the date goes by great i mean you know there's some key moments here where uh senpai notices everyone following them for the first time and nagatoro doesn't and so he takes her hand and runs away. And that was like a big thing for Nagatoro because he really wanted her to hold her hand. And so for them to hold hands like, ah, oh, yes, a moment there, you know, physical contact. We talked about this in, in, in you know, about another show. So contact is always obviously a big thing with romance. So we have that. And Nagatoro didn't have to initiate it. Senpai initiated it on his own, which is, you know, you know, I think a big thing for Nagatoro where, you know, it's very, I think it's very easy, not easy, but easier for her than Senpai to kind of take initiative and like sort of make things happen and so she in her mind wants senpai to take the lead because it's like she knows that she likes senpai and she maybe feels like she knows that he likes her back but you know you you never really know until someone actually i mean really until someone comes out and says it right (laughs) you know it's obviously why confessions are like a huge thing in romance anime um you know, so now for him to take initiative to hold her hand, it's like, oh, okay, there's, there's something here, you know, Um, another nice moment where they were at the, at the aquarium, obviously, and like the, the dolphin or whatever made a splash, and Senpai blocked uh, Nagatoro from the water, it was like a big moment too, where it's like, oh, you, you you think you're acting too cool today, you know, but it's a thing where it's like, oh, he obviously cares about her in some aspect to like block her and be like, oh, I don't want to get, I don't want her to get wet, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the bullet here. You know, so again, you know, just another, you know, again, these like little moments. It's really what romance anime is all about. These like nice little rom- moments where you're going to piece things together. It's like, oh, they like each other, <laughs> right? Um, and at the very end, she gave him his score. It was a 50, 50 points, which is not bad, I guess. When you're like, oh, 50 points. Okay, I guess I don't really know how to gauge that, but it's not negative. And then she's like, it's out of a thousand. <laughs> like, oh, Okay that's uh that's bad <laughs> that's like what uh five percent <laughs> that is a f minus <laughs> if there ever was one um but still cute that she like give him a score or whatever but then that doesn't really matter we have the moment where they want each other they see how each other feels and like he's like oh you know it's like on his end it's like a it's like a practice like a dry run a practice date but then at her end she's like oh for me it was the real thing and it's like what what does that mean what, what do you mean it's the real thing so you 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 really had like a you want to date with me and then like with him he comes back bounces back it's like a tennis match and he's like oh well you know i i also wanted this to not be a a practice date or i also didn't want this to be a dry run and so like reciprocating her feelings on it where it's like Oh, well, for you it was the real thing. Well, for me, I wanted it to be the real thing too. And she's like, "Oh, what do you know? What, what what do you mean by that?" But it is like oh, there, there's, there's there's an understanding here where it's like, "Oh, they, they 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 both wanted this to be the real thing." And um you know, there's like, a like, "Oh, what, what, you know how do we make this not a dry run? What do we do?" And she's like, "Quiz time. Do we have a we either hug or we kiss?" And she's like, well well, we can't kiss. I mean that's that's a little too that's a little rash, isn't it? And so they go to hug. great moment, slow motion. and then the friends, the art club, they interrupt. And it's the worst thing ever because I mean listen. I don't think they're necessarily embarrassed of each other. But I just think that, like, you know, this, like, budding romance, right, where they're both kind of, you know, neither one of them really knows too much about romance, obviously. And so they're kind of, they're kind of taking this slow, right? They're, they're, they're doing things for each other, they're hanging out, and they get to a moment where they finally, like, hug, which is, like, a real thing. Like, holding hands is one thing, I guess, but, like, hugging is, like, like, you know, another level, right? And so they finally do it, and then for a bunch of people that they know to just be here all of a sudden is, like weird you know it's like you know you're kind of like shocked and you're taken out of your element and so now there's oh we, we weren't you know again e- even if they weren't embarrassed of each other which again i don't really think they are but just for that to happen like i don't know i don't know i feel like it'd be weird in any situation even in real life where it's like you know out of nowhere like you're you know you're you're like two friends just show up out of nowhere and it's like wait why are you here what is happening uh, and then you start feeling awkward, you know, I mean, you really think it's like, you know, it's supposed to be like a, like a touching moment between just you two. And then there's a bunch of other people here out of nowhere. So that sucked. Um, we do get a couple nice payoffs though, where they uh, agree to make lunch for each other every other day. So that was nice, right? You know, just another like sweet thing that they do. Um, and at the very end, they end up hugging and one note, <laughs> I just thought it was weird that like Nagator like didn't, at least from what we saw, it didn't like, reciprocate the hug, <laughs> she just stood there, like, arms at her sides, and I thought that was so weird, but it was, it, you know, it was, it, it was still nice, you know, even you, her to bring up, be like, hey, do you want to, do you, you want to finish what we started, you know, I was like, oh, that, was, that was nice, so, again, I thought it was great, you know, again, I, I really enjoy the show, um, its impact is a little lessened, you know, just by the fact that I read the manga, so I already know everything that's going to happen, um, I mean, I don't know in the moment necessarily, because I don't remember every single thing about every single manga that I read, but, um, you know, I, I, you know, know, nothing here's really a surprise, obviously, but it's still nice, especially how the season ended, right, where it's, like, they they made a lot of progress this season, and they get to the point where they're on, like, a fake real date, and then they hug, and it's, like, again, I've said this already about a couple, a few shows (laughs) already this season, but, like, that is romance anime right that you know you, you, that is the show where it's like you're watching two people get closer and closer and closer to getting to the point where it's like oh they're a couple now love to see it and so that's what's happening here too where it's like they got all the way to a hug you know it's like they didn't have to and that was a practice date but then you say it's a real date and then you go in the hug so it's not a dry run and it's like so again I read the manga I technically know what's gonna happen i don't remember though so to me i'm like i don't think they confirmed a season three yet i imagine there's gonna be one and so for me i'm just like season three are they gonna get together like how much closer are they gonna get are they gonna kiss like that is really like the next step in my mind um i'm excited for it though good good season though good show um good stuff (laughs) Uh, Next, we got Trigun Stampede, episode 11. Um, Let's see. Um, So, quite a few revelations happened here. Uh, Mostly just a lot of talking. (laughs) Um, So, not a lot of stuff, like, physically happened necessarily, but definitely huge, huge, huge setup for next episode. Again, I don't remember if this is 12 or 13 episodes, but um, huge setup for, like, the ending of the season. (laughs) Um, So, we have Vash and are connected like the Blue Avatar people. Um, he like injected his tentacles <laughs> into him um, and like trying to like I don't know like connect them and integrate and use his powers or whatever so that was not cool. Then they have these big uh, these, a bunch of different flashbacks um, you know a, a you know a couple of the ones that were big were that uh, when Vash and I found a woman plant that was being experimented on and it's like oh that's so tough because that kind of had their distrust in humans and I you know I think that really hit an eye hard um to see that again it's, it's just just a horrific scene in general just for children to see but then also to be like oh this is what they're doing again like you like the humans can make all the excuses they want as to why this is important but it's still tough to see um you know so that you know that I really wanted to mention because it's like like dismemberment and like growing the body parts it's just like oh that's so hard you know Um, you know especially with their relationship to the mom or the 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 quote-unquote mom figure just like oh like the trust and the love is there but then like the weird awkwardness is there too so i don't know um and then basically we 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 have the revelation that nai is the one who crashed the ships to protect vash from human tragedy so this is like a weird thing where i remember hearing that and like i just kind of laughed because i was like how incredulous that is for Na- for, for uh, Naya to be like, I did this for you, this is your fault, and then for Vash to be like, this is my fault, and I'm just like, okay, come on, guys, come- Vash, come on, like, Naya, I expect this from, because Naya, of course, would flip that on its ear, and, you know, be like, oh, well, I, I did this for you, I did this to protect you, again, humans, these terrible things happen over and over and over, it's a cycle, you, you read about it in the history books, you know, and it's just like, I wanted to protect you from that, to protect you from getting too close to humans, to protect you from having to experience any of that. Again, on paper, very nice thing for a, a a brother to do, a family member to do. But in the real world, it's like, you for one, you don't get to make that decision. For two, I actually like some of these people, especially the mom, right? Like, I like you just kill her, so that's, that's not cool. And then for you to just be like, I did this for you. You know, it's just like, all right, come on what do you mean this for me and for Vash to be like so it's my fault <laughs> just like Vash come on my man like you may not be the smartest man in the room but like you you, you can't really just take that like, you did this for me so it's my fault so I'm the reason everyone's dead and it's like no you didn't kill them though nice that like that's like <laughs> that's like someone shooting someone in the head and like talking to their brother and be like I shot them for you, <laughs> and then the brother being like, "So I killed them?" <laughs> like, no, <laughs> you didn't kill them. You didn't have the gun. What do you mean? You weren't the one holding the weapon. Who pushed the bullet through the person's skull? Like, no, that per- your brother killed that person. Like the the ultimate form of gaslighting. <laughs> so, and at the end, um, we, we we cut back out to what's actually happening in the real world. And Nai is using still with the, the weird tentacle knife thing. Is um, using Vash's body to create like this weird portal thing um, that he enters and is now able to control this like giant man thing, like like uh, like shadow colossus type type figure. Um, so yeah, now he's like has this crazy big power, physical body type thing, the, the body of a god. I don't you know I don't really know. Um, don't know where this is leading. He has this big again this like avatar type things like uh what's the what's, what's what's the movie called pacific rim that thing where it's like oh i'm controlling this like mech <laughs> um so yeah i don't know if he's gonna destroy i don't know what he's planning on doing is he's just gonna destroy the world like uh, what is what is Nice plan kill all humans you got you know we got bender over here just kill all humans i don't know but uh yeah not good bash seems to be taken care of um and at this point i don't really know who can stop him i mean i think it has to be vash right so we'll see again big big episode on like um you know learning the motivation of certain characters um and then just like spiraling into this terrible ending where vash is down and nye up <laughs> um so we'll see what happens we'll see on the next episode um, Spectre, season two, episode ten. Uh, yeah, this is the one where we have the conclusion of the investigation. But is it, is it the end? No, it's not. So we have Rion, who kind of spearheads this theory that everyone else agrees with and they go with, they, uh, they run with. But the mom killed herself. I didn't write down all the details, but basically, you know, she's trying to say that like the pressure got to her. She was basically ordered to die. <laughs> like she knew that everyone wanted her to die, and so she wanted to like she she felt compelled to like go through with with, with the needs of you know whatever. Um, and so she had this whole plan where she was going to kill herself and make it look like a murder because a suicide would look weak i guess and a suicide might even look more suspicious so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna like make it look like a murder but then we're also gonna make the murder look like a robbery gone wrong there's a lot of a lot of layers to it and um you know that's kind of what they go with right it, it was actually a suicide made to look like a murder made to look like a robbery um which i guess makes everyone happy right like rion kind of spiraled or not rion the mom spiraled at the end there so she was ready to do it i guess um and apparently that's the answer (laughs) oh otanashi comes out and is like slow claps and is like you solved it (laughs) um and then he also reveals that you know what we already knew from him talking to kodoko which is that he will die in about, like, six months, six months to live, um, so that's also the whole reasoning for that, too, is that before I die, I want you guys to realize what happened, and, uh, everything just kind of works out, which I never really like, when everything just kind of works out, I'm like, oh, oh, okay, cool, so it was a suicide, apparently, it's a weird, weird thing, (laughs) it's like, oh, nobody murdered her, she murdered herself, (laughs) Oh, cool, I guess, okay. And, uh, you're gonna die in six months, alright, so we have that information. Episode over, right? Unless, Kotoko comes out and slow claps herself, and says, you all figured it out. Except, Otonashi, this was not a suicide, this was actually a murder, and I'm gonna tell you how. Credits. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I don't really know what that means, Otanashi's lying, maybe, or... I imagine he's probably lying. Or he is probably lying. I mean, we do have the weird setup where, you know, Kotoko was always very suspicious of him. Because it's like, why would he come to me so quickly? You know? So it's like, you know, there's all that, that weird aspect to it. I don't know if he's lying. Maybe he's lying and he knows that Kotoko is going to be the one to be able to know what's, what's the truth. Maybe he never really intended for any of his children to figure out what really happened. Um it's a weird like 4D 5D chess happening here, but I am excited to see how it ends, you know. Um again, I don't know how many episodes there are. I imagine there's 12 episodes, we have two left. Um probably won't see another case, probably just end off with this one and maybe a setup for next season. Um but yeah, I'm mean, just to see like what he, what she means by it's it's actually a murder. Um you know, again, either Otonashi's lying and he did kill her or Kodoko was just trying to spin it in a way that's like well you technically murdered her i don't know we'll see i'm sad to see it though because again i i saw this episode and as i was watching it i was like okay they got it weird ending i didn't i wasn't expecting a suicide Um, especially with all the motivations of like oh well the mom wanted to do it she didn't want to do it but she wanted to do it and she had to do it and so they concocted this plan and everyone with the murders, the murder plans around her. She was pressured and blah, blah, blah. And then Otonashi coming in, making it look like a murder. Like, like all the different pieces were very weirdly placed, but I was like, okay, okay. I, I accept this, you know, two episodes left. I could see maybe they do another small case. And then now it's like objection. <laughs> this was a murder. So we'll see. And then lastly, Tokyo Revengers season two, episode 10 um, yeah, this one was great, this was, um, this was the whole Hinata episode, Hinata and Takamichi, so, not a whole lot to say, but I very much enjoyed it, um, so we have, we've, we see that Hinata found out that her dad is the one who told Takamichi to break up with her, I mean, she knew it immediately, like, 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 she bust in the door and was like, dad, what did you say to Takamichi? <laughs> and then I, I love how the dad doesn't even deny, he's like, you'll understand when you're older, <laughs> like, okay, okay, guys, and then Hinata is like, yeah, he's a hoodlum, yeah, he's kind of weird, but I love his character, I love him for who he is, and, you know, so, that's, that's true love, isn't it, Um, and so, they meet, Mikey obviously brings, you know, him, him to her, and he says some weird stuff, like, you know, he, he starts to dip into the time travel stuff where it's like even if you die over and over and over again and he not Hinata's like what are you what are you talking about <laughs> but I guess in a way if you don't know you can just kind of maybe interpret that as Takamichi trying to be um genuine and trying to be like you know trying to show his love and be like even if you were I'm gonna protect you Baba blah, blah, you know that whole thing because they've kind of talked about that before about like you know and even last season with Takamichi wanted to protect her and then he not the very very like cutely spinning it on him and being like I'm gonna protect you you know because you look at the relationship and you see that Hinata, you know at least for a long while was was really like tougher than he was <laughs> you know which you know which is really cool um and then he's able to make up right he's on his knees crying he's admitting all this stuff and you know you know he, you know he really wants you know he, he didn't want to break up with her you know but he wanted to protect her he you know he couldn't forgive himself if anything happened to her because of him, because she's involved with him. So, I mean, again, very like vanilla stuff, you know, all, you know, all the stuff that we were like, yeah, that's obviously the reason. I mean, Hinata clearly would have known that. I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to be like, yeah, the dad did it. But the reason why the dad did it kind of matches up with what something Takemichi would think. Where it's like, oh, well, I don't want something bad to happen to her. I don't know. Like, I, feel, I, feel, I feel like they've talked about this before, <laughs> but, you know it was just like the, the the straw that brought the camels back i guess until they make up right you know you know hinata's like take me to the shrine on, on new year's you know it's like oh you're nice okay um so oh, oh we're good we're good it's like ah, oh, yes good moments good good times all around um this thing too right where the episode where they broke up i had ripped my heart out because i was you know I'm, I'm big into romance right i love I love me a good romance anime or just romance in an anime and so when they broke up i was like no <laughs> no this is the worst we're in the worst timeline um so for them to get back together is good you know um it, it makes sense right? it's like why why would they stay broken up um and then i love draken and mikey right right both of them like they're like feelings towards Takamichi where, you know, even, you know, uh, you know, Draken and, Mickey, uh, Mickey, and Mikey are talking and Draken is like, you know, he's not the best fighter. He's not the bravest person. You know, he, you know, he's not really even the smartest, but like he is dependable when the chips are down. And I love that Draken said that because... For one, it means so much coming from him. Like again, he is the number two in Toman. so it's like you know, some, you know, some random dude being like, "Oh, that's how I can meet you guys. Pretty cool." Like no, for him to for him to say that in particular too, to be like, he is dependable when the chips are down. To be like, listen, he's not the bet. You know, you know, he's he, he's not even our first choice when it comes. Like if we need a good fighter, we're not going to pick him. If we need a strategist, we're not really going to pick him. But like, if if, if we need someone solid, who who is going to give his all in in whatever whatever the task is we can trust Takemichi. it's just it just means so much coming from him you know and then Mikey compares Takemichi to his older brother where he's like you know because he's talking about his older brother and then Takamichi's like oh that kind of sounds like you and in Mikey's mind I I, I love the 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 editing here where he, where Takamichi says that and then it cuts to Mikey's face and you just see Mikey smile he's he just like smirks a little bit because in his mind he's like that's funny that you say I'm like him because you're like him you are the one that is most like him not me you know um, because he even talked about like his older brother like his older brother wasn't wasn't like uh, the best fighter either or whatever but everyone trusted him and like you know you know Toman grew with him so it's just like you are the guy you know uh, so just oh it's just so good you know for like you know, for Takamiji to be who he is, but also get all the respect he does because he does care so much, you know, he's not just, just a brawler, you know, he's not just someone on the side that's like, yeah, sure, I'll do, I'll do whatever, like, no, he's like, he really cares, and like, he does put his own perspective onto things that, uh, you know, more, more times than you maybe realize has, has caused the best possible outcome to happen, um, so, um, and then some just, like, wrap-up stuff, I guess, for this. Uh, Taiju left. He says that he's not going to change his ways, but he realized that violence might not be the answer to everything. So, you know, he, he decided to leave because, you know, he realized that, he, again, he's, he's not going to change, right? But to be respectful to his family, and because he loves his family, um, you know, he is going to just leave and, like, separate himself. And that, that's really the best thing that could happen for everyone, really. So, you know, I thought that was some, you know, some nice maturity on, on his part. Um, and then, uh, and then we, that's basically the end. We just see the very, very, very end where Kisuke and the other dude, I forget the other dude's name. Um, they're like, oh, they're, they're, they're all surprised that Takemichi was able to do what he did. And then Kisuke's like, but that won't be the end of this credits. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't, I don't know what that means. <laughs> what does it mean? You know, cause like black dragon's done. You know taiju isn't gonna isn't gonna mess with them anymore you know he has no reason to and then like <sighs> i feel like everyone's kind of come to an understanding especially with mikey like everyone's kind of concerned with mikey but you know now that mikey's kind of indirectly explained himself i feel like no one is really concerned with him anymore about like ooh, is he, is he gonna be a good leader Is he gonna do what he has to do like no everyone you know everyone just kind of understands why he did what he did now or why he was acting the way he was acting you know and like everyone's cool now like, like i mean i don't know i feel like the way these past 10 episodes have happened and now they've you know we're looking back on them it's like it, it is this not the best timeline <laughs> is this not the best way that this whole situation could have ended i feel like it is but there's still like two or three episodes left and i'm just like what else is there <laughs> you know Like, has Kiski secretly been, like, forming a coup? (laughs) You know? I I don't know. But, anyway, it was was very good. Again, I like that they got back together. I like the praise from Draken and Mikey to Takamichi. And, uh, yeah, good stuff. Again, I don't really have any predictions. I don't know what's going to happen. Like, again, you know, Kiski's being all ominous. I feel like all the conflict is done. Like, are are they going to introduce new conflict with only a couple episodes left? That seems strange i guess it could happen but i don't know we'll see and that is it not another isekai good week we finished up nagatoro we're gonna be probably finishing up more anime next week and obviously the week after um good stuff man good stuff um uh like i said probably next week is when you guys will see my spring 2023 preview very very excited i already kind of looked at the list Um, you know, like I said, I'm doing, I'm doing a little differently this season, not too differently, but just, you know, a little different, doing a little more planning, uh, for this one, just to make it, you know, like a smoother, uh, you know, episode, but, uh, you know, from what I've seen so far, next season is crazy, absolutely insane. Um, I'm excited to talk about it. I'm excited to talk about our thoughts on the upcoming season and all that stuff after obviously finishing this season. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. That is it. Until next time, watch more anime.